The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Sir, you're having difficulty in romance? Um, yes, I am. Okay, and I pronounced your name right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And tell me what's going on. Um, me and my um, partner both like having sex. It's just that I like think about it like all the time. I like to have sex all day if I could. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, and the problem is how do you stay together if you've got uh, what what's called a sexual discrepancy? Your appetites are different for uh, sex, correct? Okay. Um, Well, one of the things that you can look at is possibly having a more balanced life. You know, I think sex is lovely. Sex is, when I say lovely, I think that healthy sex is lovely when it's that genuine emotional intimacy between you and your partner and you really care for one another. That is lovely. However, if you have a discrepancy, Guess what starts to happen over time? What's that? Well, you already know it, but let me let me just shift it away from sex because you can show the same thing with any discrepancy. Let's say that um, you and I, are, or let's say you and your partner, are going out to a restaurant. What's your favorite food? Um, spaghetti. I like spaghetti a lot. You like spaghetti. Okay. Um, you may need to speak a little bit closer to your phone so I can hear, make sure I hear you clearly. And what is your partner like? What is her favorite food? Um, she usually likes to eat like, different pastas, like Italian food. Yeah. Is there anything she likes that's non-pasta, like Chinese food? Oh, uh, yeah. She loves Chinese food. Okay. Do you love Chinese food? Yeah. Oh, you both love it. Okay, I'm trying to find something that she loves a little more often than you love it. Um, she likes to eat soup more than I do. Okay, so let's say there's a, a, a very special um, soup restaurant near you. It's farm fresh soups. You know, they make it with all the fresh veggies and uh, foods, and, uh, different meats in it. And it's absolutely delicious. And she wants to go there every night of the week because they have a different food every night of the week. What's going to do? Let's say you like it, but you don't love it. How are you going to fail? Yeah, it's going to start to feel a little bit old. Yeah, old and boring. And boring. And let's say that this is how the conversation goes. But I really, really want it. I'm really in the mood for the soup. I want it so badly. Sir, can't we just go again tonight? Please, just do it for me. How are you going to feel towards, uh, well, I'm doing the role play with you, so how are you going to feel towards me if I'm pressuring you? Kind of pressured to do it. You feel pressured, right? Because you're asking, you're begging pretty much. I'm begging and I'm putting pressure on you. The same thing happens in sex. If one partner has a bigger appetite, they want sex more often than the other, then you need to have conversations. It's very, very common. I would say in almost every relationship, there is a sexual discrepancy. Sometimes it's the woman that wants it more, Sometimes, more often the guy, though. And how do you communicate with one another? Most people are embarrassed to communicate it about it, so the conversation usually goes something like this. Was that okay for you? Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> well, does that sound like it was really all right? 
No, it doesn't sound No, right. it sounds like she's sacrificing. And if she sacrifices over and over again, it would be like you going to that soup restaurant every night of the week. After a while, does she enjoy sex? No. No, it starts to burn out. And then women, typically women, but sometimes men, wonder what happened to my sexual appetite. I used to enjoy intimacy. I used to enjoy sensual feelings. And now, you know, I could go for the rest of my life without it. So what couples don't... How long have you been together? Uh, We've been going on seven years this year. Seven years. Okay, so you guys have had a long history. Do you have kids? Yeah, we have two children. Two children. Okay, that also complicates things. Um, you you did say she she enjoys intimacy, though. You think she's being straight about that? Um, yeah, I know her pretty well. Um, she enjoys it. I mean, she works a lot, so we don't really have a lot of sex. Cause I work as well, too, so when we do, yeah. um, she does enjoy it. Oh, well, that's very, very lovely. I I was unaware of that. So if she enjoys this, that's wonderful. If it's too much, then you may, um, what, any thoughts that you have to, well, let me give you the term that is, that I find, many couples find helpful. You guys want to find a couple's style, one that works for both of you, where both of you get satisfaction And that means that you need to talk about what's working and what's not. And frequency is one of the things that may be broken that needs some fixing or damaged a little. If if you're wanting it much more frequently, you need to be able to listen to her. And if she says, I'm so busy, I'm so busy with the kids and with work, and I come home, I need time for myself, please listen to me. You want to be able to do that. Just listen to her and understand her context. And if If you want it more frequently, um, what are you going to do? Any any ideas for yourself? Um, I thought of just letting it go and sometimes masturbation. Yep, you could self-pleasure or you could just let it go. You know, you could have a hobby or something. So you want to develop a couple's style where both of you can communicate about what works, what time of day works, uh, what mood works, what uh, feels good, what doesn't feel good. Uh, do you both have to feel the same amount of pleasure? And if maybe not, maybe maybe some days you're tight. Let's just move it away from sex to a back rub. Maybe some days you're too tired. And let's say that we get a rare occasion when you're too tired, sir. And right. um, and she's very interested. Well, maybe you could give her, maybe uh, you could just give her a back rub and she would feel good or, or vice versa. She could give you the back rub and that would feel good. Yeah, I'm using back rub as a substitute for more graphic terms. Um, okay. So sometimes it is that way. But I would recommend it. My, uh, my co- uh, co-author, uh, Dr. Ed Locke, and I wrote a book called the selfish path to romance and that word selfish means valuing your self and your partner valuing herself and the subtitle is how to love with passion and reason and we have a whole section on a whole part 
a few chapters on sex. And we ask, we have exercises th at the end. And I can give you a quick example. Um, we asked, do you feel emotional intimacy with your partner? If so, what makes it possible? If not, what's missing? Another question, do you know how to help your partner get into a romantic mood? Does your partner know how to help you get into one? And, you know, you talk about that with one another and come up with a method that just... Um, smooths out the rough bumps in that in that area of your life. So listen, I thank you so much for the call. If you mm -hmm. want if you want my book, it's you can go to drkenner.com or you can just go to selfishromance.com. We have a whole website about it. So thank you so much, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. What a pleasure to see you again. You look more beautiful than ever. Tell me, what do you think of this building? I've been trying to take a poll among the guests. A what? A poll of opinion about it. What for? In order to find out what you think of it yourself? And that's from The Fountainhead, uh, a movie, but also with Gary Cooper in it, an older older movie, and also um, from the author Ayn Rand, A-Y-N-R-A-N-D, a fabulous book. And in that book, she differentiates between the person who forms their own opinion. What do you think of this building? Did you like the movie? Do you like this restaurant? And the person who feels inadequate, insecure in their own judgment, and they're always saying, instead of, um, oh, I like this book, or I didn't like this book at all, they first ask, what did you think of it? And then they formulate their opinion. And Ayn Rand calls that the second-hander. And I learned how to think more clearly for myself after reading The Fountainhead. I did not, I had a touch of that second-hander in me that I was afraid to voice my own opinion. And I learned how to change that. And so if you have a touch of that yourself, you can learn how to change it. And I would begin by reading that book. It's a fabulous book, The Fountainhead. For more Dr. Kenner podcast. Go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and Dr. Edwin Locke. Here are some guidelines necessary for effective communication in romance. Periodically summarize what you've heard in your own words when necessary for clarification. Make sure that you really understand what your partner is saying. For example, so you're saying that... Or, did I hear you correctly that? Listen for issues that seem tied to strong emotions. Ask what the important value involved is. For example, the most upsetting aspect of this for you seems to be... Or, is that what's making you so sad or angry or anxious? Give suggestions only if it is clear that your partner wants them. Often, your partner simply wants to feel understood. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy the book at amazon.com.